Maseches Peya, Perik Zion, Mishnah Base, 7-2. This is the last Mishnah discussing the mitzvah of Shecha. It's speaking specifically about Shecha as it applies to olive trees, and it has three separate dinim. And the truth is, this Mishnah is fairly obscure and difficult, but we will explain it, um, each piece in an easy way that can at least will have a mahalach in the Mishnah. One or the other. So the Mishnah starts out by saying, Zayas Shinimtza Omed Bain Shuros Shel Shnei Malbanim. If you have an olive tree and it stands um amongst rows of olive trees, such that there are three rows, and between each row there is an empty area called a Malben, an unplanted area. So you have row, then space of unplanted, then second row of trees and space from plants in the third row and space of trees unplanted. That's the picture according to the Bartanura. And whatever set of Mishnayas you're using, you probably have a picture that doesn't necessarily look like that. And the reason why is because there are many different Mepharshim with many different pictures about how to illustrate and understand the words of this Mishnah. But we're going to keep a simple shot, which is like the Bartanura and also the uh, Parish Mishnayas, the Rambo. So again, the words are, Zayish Nimtzeb Omed Bein Shuros an olive tree that stands um, between, in the middle of the three rows that are divided by two empty patches between row one and two and between row two and three, and one neglects to harvest one of those middle olive trees because he overlooks them in the harvesting process. So, nevertheless, there's no prohibition of going back and harvesting that middle olive that, that olive tree in the middle row. Um, the reason why is because, like we said in the fifth parak Mishnah Zion, if there's an exogenous, an external factor which causes one to overlook what he's collecting and with regard to the halachas of Shecha, so then if that external factor is what caused one to overlook the produce, then the rules of Shecha don't apply. So normally it would be in bundles. Um, but here, like in the case over there, was like one of the aniyim obscured the view of the collector, so he didn't see one of his sheaves of wheat. But here, the case is the trees themselves, where they are aligned, so the trees in the outer rows blocked his view of the trees in the inner row, and therefore, when he overlooked a tree in the inner row, the middle row, it was because of an external factor, meaning the trees themselves kind of blocked his view, and therefore it doesn't have a dim shecha. That's how the Bartanur learns. Again, there are many other pshatim, but I'm just going to go on because our policy is to stick to the Bartanur and one pshat for this Mishnah right here is enough, I believe. Okay, the second clause of the Mishnah also talks about olive trees and the Lachad of Shecha. It reverts back to what went on in the previous Mishnah where we said if an olive tree is memorable, um, it has a it has a name or a famous location or reputation, so then one will sooner or later remember to ask, how did that particular tree yield this year? And therefore, even if one overlooks it in the initial harvesting, it's not permanently forgotten, and therefore the rules of shikha don't apply to such a tree. Here, the Mishnah ostensibly will add another category of olive tree, which is unforgettable, meaning it's not eligible for shikha. And the Mishnah says, Zayas shiyeshbo sasayim, if you have an olive tree, and it is laden with two saw of olives. So if you recall, that two saw was the upper limit for shikha when it came to the size of bundles of wheat, so we're sort of 
porting that shiur, that measurement over to olives. And we're saying if you have a single olive tree and it has two saw, again, you recall, we say one saw is like a six pack of two liter bottles, meaning six times two is 12 liters. And sasaim two saw means two times 12 is 24 liters. So if one had 24 liters of olives on a single tree, it's too significant, it's too memorable, and therefore, Ushachacho, if he overlooked that particular olive tree when he harvested the first time, Enoshecha, there's no prohibition of going back and getting it a second time because it's too big to be forgotten, too big to fail. When does that apply? That assumes that one hadn't started harvesting that tree, because if one had started harvesting the tree and then he got sidetracked and moves on to the next tree, it'll never occur to him they never finished because he now thinks he did finish. And since he is mindful that he didn't harvest something from that tree, he won't um, be mindful to go back and, and recollect it because in his mind, it's already been processed. Um, so therefore, it only applies, Bizman it only applies when he hadn't begun. If he had started harvesting and then he got distracted, so then it doesn't matter. It's definitely a of Shecha, even if it's... Uh, the way the words read ostensibly is even if this tree also was famous and had a name, like the Zayas Natova Bishato, the famous dripping olive tree, like I explained in the previous Mishnah, if one then overlooks the rest of the olives after beginning to harvest it, it doesn't matter, you can't go back again. Um, the rules of Shecha kick in because, again, psychologically, one thinks he harvested it because he knows he began it and he won't realize that he didn't finish the job. That's a simple reading of the Mishnah, it's transforward, it's straightforward, it's how the Rosh learns, it's how the Rush learns. That's the Pshah of the Mishnah, straightforward enough. Now, the Bartanura does not learn that way. The reason why the Bartanura doesn't learn that way is because there is a Tosefta, and the Tosefta here says, it's a Tosefta, it's a Paragimel Tosefta Yud Dalad, but the Tosefta says that Exactly not like I just explained. The Tosefta stands in stark contradiction to this Mishnah. And it says, if a tree has two saw, so then even if you began harvesting it, still it has not got the restriction of going back a second time. Um, so the way that the Tosefta reads, it's in contrast to Mishnah. It says, if you call Zayas Shieshbel Shame Besadek, Kazayas and Atova Bishato, if you have a famous tree that has a name, like Zayas Natova, Ushachachon, you forgot, meaning you overlooked the, the harvest, and Oshecha, like the previous mission said, the Medvar Mamurim says the Brisa, the Tosefta, when does it apply? If you did start it, in Shechacho, Hare Zushecha. If you have started and then you stopped, then it does have a din of Shecha because, again, psychologically, in your mind, you process this tree. But we're talking about a tree. From the previous Mishnah, the tree that's got a, a, a name and a reputation. But the Tosefta continues and says, unless there till, uh, still are two sa'a of olives left in the tree. And if there is, then it no longer is Shekha. And one can go back and get it. So that's not what our Mishnah said. So therefore, uh, the way the Bartanur reads it, which is really based on a, on a Yushalmi, he rereads our Mishnah and understands that I'm going to say what he actually understands it means before I read it into the words, because the words are very difficult to read. But the Bartonar understands that the din of the Mishnah is that we're talking about either famous, unforgettable trees, like in the previous Mishnah, they have a name, they have a reputation, they have a location. Those are unforgettable. 
Um, and if provided one didn't start harvesting it, if he didn't start harvesting it, then it could be forgotten. once his once he started. And similarly, our Mishnah brings a new category: a tree laden with two sa of olives, also unforgettable by the sheer volume of its yield, and therefore a new category of no shicha. But again, the pshat would be according to Bartonor, the din would be that if one is his chilbo, if he starts harvesting it, then again, now if he walks away, there's a din of shecha, and he, and he may not go back and collect it a second time. However, the chiddush of this line of the Mishnah is that if a tree has both of these milas, both of these um, virtues, it both has a reputation, a name, famous location, and it also has still two saw left to be harvested, if it has both of those things, um, then even if his chabo, even if you started harvesting it, then you still can go back because it's totally unforgettable. Since it has both of those kind of virtues, the reputation slash name slash location and the huge yield, it's got an exemption from the lachas of shecha and you can go back even if his chabo, if you began, then moved on. That's how the Bartner learns the din in this Mishnah. Um, the words, how he reads it would be we introduce here in Mishnah base another category in addition to the categories of the previous Mishnah. And then the Mishnah says, When does it apply? Um, this rule of no shecha applies both to the previous Mishnah's categories, the name and location, etc., and also to our Mishnah of if it has a sign. In both those cases, if there's no shecha unless one began harvesting it. Avlam hischilbo, then once you began, there is um, a din of shecha unless it has uh, both of those virtues. So the way he'd, he'd read the words here are to impute this extra understanding that either those two categories alone are insufficient, but both together are enough to make it unforgettable, even if one began harvesting, even if hischilbo. That's the bartender's understanding. Again, rather difficult, but but uh, he's trying to make it work because of that conflicting Tosefta. Okay, moving on to the third part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, um, again, the last, we're talking about olive trees and Shecha. So the way that one harvests olives is to first go and first beat the olive branches, knocking down the olives to fall on the ground um, where they're collected, and then to after the most of the easily knocked off olives have been knocked off, to look and see any olives that are still attached to the tree and remove those by hand. So that being the case, the Mishnah says, Kolzman Everyone knows that if there are olives still on the bottom of the tree, beneath the tree, that means the harvesting process hasn't finished. And if there's no din of shecha, um, there's, there's still some in the tree. And the fact that he hasn't taken from the open and clear evidence olive sitting beneath the tree means it's not finished collecting from the tree and therefore there's no prohibition of shecha to go back and collect what's left um, attached in the branches. That's rosho and it's head literally but it means up on the tree. So that's the Tanakama. Rabbi Meir disagrees. He's much more makel. He says even if there are no longer any olives at the bottom, meaning they've all been collected away, but if you are planning to come back a second time to have the specialist come and check for leftover olives attached still on the tree. So then there's no shikh yet because you're not finished harvesting. And that's what it says here. Rabbi Meir Omer, Mishetelech HaMachavei. 
until the guy who goes and searches for that's the machave, the guy who goes and searches for the olives hiding behind the branches and leaves, until he's had his chance to look through for the olives on the on the branches, still um, the harvesting process for this particular tree is not finished, and therefore there's no problem of of uh, to go back and harvest a second time or to pick what's been left behind. However, the comma doesn't hold by that. He says, listen, once you've collected everything from the bottom you're, and you walk away from the tree, that means you've walked away from the tree and you're done and you can't send another person to go back a second time, essentially, and, and try to collect what boils down to being shikha. You don't search for any things you might have forgotten. That's not okay. And the halacha is like the Tanakama, that once you walk away from the tree, assuming there's no more olives on the ground, then one may not go back and, and search a second time for olives still attached to the tree. That would be a violation of the halachas of shikha.